Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. This morning, we are looking at a word called direction. Which direction should investors take? It's a lot based on fear, but you got to take a direction. Yeah, it's pretty much flat these days when it comes to where markets are trading. And mm. looking at what we have right now, investors just trying to... Sh- figure out where things are going and it is quite a struggle when you look at all the noise and commentary coming through. The latest comes from a warning from City CEO Jane Fraser saying that a US downturn is coming and she predicts it will happen in the second half of next year. So she is the latest among a group of senior bankers. They've been all talking at an investor conference in New York hosted by Goldman Sachs. All warning that a downturn is coming. So a lot of question marks how deep it is, when it's coming up in the air but it seems like you know, the outlook just gets gloomy day by day. Mm, for sure. And for especially from uh, Jane Fraser, uh, she talked about how with regard to the recession, she's expecting Europe to be hit the first or already be in one. Mm, and there is one bright spot though with China easing yes, restrictions. So true. maybe that could help revive the hopes for next year. Let's unpack it with Michael Kelly. He is the global head of multi-asset for Pinebridge. Morning, Michael. Morning, Ryan. Hey, glad to have you on the show. Let's Get your overview first of how markets have been faring. No, they've been rather choppy these days. It looks like a lot of wait and seeing towards next week when we get FOMC in action. What are we expecting? There seems to be a lot of expectations in the past few weeks that we might get a dovish pivot. How lucky are you going to get one? I think the odds of that are extraordinarily low. But first, you have to define a pivot. The trajectory is you raise rates fast. Then you slow them down, then you, then you pause and you hold, and then eventually you cut. We define pivot as the stopping the process of going up and starting the process of going down. And cutting is some time away. And historically, you know, when Feds waited too long to cut rates and recession has already begun, then cutting rates is no longer an upward trigger for markets. At that juncture, you actually need growth to bottom. So that's uh, the scenario that I think we and many see is that what we will see is a slowing of rates to 50 basis points, then another 25 in January, maybe another 25 in February. And by then, we're going to be right on the heels of a recession, and it will have already been too late. So pivot in the sense of the world of turning the markets up? No. Odds of that are extraordinarily low. Yeah, it looks like the Fed has a lot of data points and pretty much stats to look at these days. And it is a very complicated picture. On one hand, you've got the recent robust jobs data. And then you've got headlines around how companies are starting to lay off more people. And then you have the likes of City CEO Jane Fraser saying a downturn is around the corner. Help us to make sense of it. No, we've got a robust jobs market, but at the same time, layoffs and a warning about recession. Well, it's all part of the Fed. Uh, they think they're calling right now is to slow down demand. And the only way to slow down demand is to slow down jobs, turn them from going up to going down. And that is the unspoken plan, Mm. is to try to manage the unemployment rate, you know, from three and a half to about five, at which point they will pivot and start cutting rates. But that's 
quite a long way off and, and we'll be in an irreversible uh, recession by then. Mm. And Michael, one of the bright spots these days is what's playing out in China. Finally, more signs of easing up on those restrictions. How much of this is going to be a driver for the outlook next year and for investors to look forward to? Well, it's a major driver, Ryan, because it will be the only major economy on the upswing, in our view. The others will be on the downswing as the year goes by. So, you know, first and foremost, it's a stabilizer. Uh, The recession would be that much deeper had they not been taking these messages. Uh, The only thing is you have to be patient. Reopening means at first uh, cases will spike. Some people, many people actually, will uh, go into hiding themselves. They won't have to be quarantined. They'll self-quarantine. And so, you know, we think actually uh, activities and commodities uh, have another leg down for the next couple of months on this reopening. But come spring, uh, growth should be picking up and uh, China will be the only game in town. Yeah, that's interesting because you mentioned commodities and I imagine with a reopening of an economy, you might get a upwards pressure on commodity prices as we see demand pick up. As you get into spring and for the rest of the year, uh, you will see upward pressure, we believe. But, you know, China's a consumer of about half the world's commodities, and that half will be turning up. Uh, the other half uh, will be turning down. So while we do see, you know, the last nine months of next year is a better place for commodities, it's, it's not going to be a big bounce off the bottom because it's going to be accompanied by the rest of the world slip sliding away into recession. Right, Chairman Michael Kelly, he is the global head of multi-asset for Pinebridge. Now, Michael, let's take a step back and look at the asset allocation outlook for next year. So how should investors be positioned in the equities and fixed income space with what's been playing out? Sure. Well, this year was all about taking a inflation-adjusted interest rate that went to levels that were actually negative for a number of years, which is you know, historically almost unheard of. It was too much. It was one of the factors that nurtured inflation. And so that mm-hmm. that real interest rate, as they ha- say, had to be managed from way too low to about right. And that's hurt both stocks and bonds. But as a result of the bonds backing up the way they did in 2022, now you'll see profits in the economy falling in 2023. So while they were both bad, in 2022 and 2023, bonds will be, you know, much better off and uh, equities still have a lot of, you know, work to do in terms of trying to find a, a base as profits slip away. And when it comes to allocation in terms of markets and sectors, which will be the top of your list right now? Well, uh, play it safe. Play it safe. Own quality. Shift, you know, for yourself, whatever that is, an unusual percentage uh, out of stocks into bonds, the higher quality, the longer maturity, fixed income, Mm. the better. Within equity markets, you either stay in some sort of very high quality securities or uh, you move to where the only improvement will be happening in in China. Uh, There's been a meaningful bounce off the bottom. But this is a market, you know, big markets. It's still underperformed, you know, others, you know, by a huge extent in the last five years. So uh, that's where the improvement will come. And uh, that's one area we would focus on within equities. U.S. quality would be be a second. But uh, the best game in town is still treasuries. And the longer the treasuries you own, the better you'll be. 
All right, lots to look forward to in the year ahead. We've been chatting Michael Kelly. He is the global head of multi-asset for Pinebridge. Michael, thanks for your time. Nice catching up with you, Ryan. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.